Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Drop Your Buffs podcast, where we recap the strategy, social game, and stupidity of every episode of Survivor. Well we, done, Dion. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It was my turn this week, so yay. But we are here. I am so happy to be here with Hannah Fleming. That's me. And you know what? This week, I'm going to give you a fun fact that okay. Hannah Fleming and I, we have a podcast. Oh that my gosh. It's <laughs> actually going really well and we're very proud of. And we're I think very it's proud of it. Yes. Ah. It's been and, um, fun. It's yes. been uh, stressful sometimes when we're coordinating two different times <laughs> across the world. Yeah, it's enough trying to coordinate times across the country. So this is a whole other step. It is 9.30 <laughs> in the morning here for me. So, and it is 5.30 at night for me. Right. And if we both... I and think two different both, days. It's Friday for days. you, Thursday for and me. <laughs> we were preparing, eating two different meals. I was eating breakfast. You were eating dinner. Recapping <sighs> on the latest episode of Survivor. And i got to say, this one very much appealed to me because it was different. It's something we haven't seen in a while. But before we get into it, is there anything else that you wanted to mention? I want to mention your shirt right now. Oh, I yeah. love your shirt. If you're not watching the YouTube, he's got a Rainbow Road Mario Kart shirt that says Survivor at the bottom. So that's perfect, Survivor. But isn't that like <laughs> the like toughest level of Mario it's Kart so or something? Uh, it is, and that's the thing. It's like it's not only that. I need to mention that it's Rainbow Road from like the first Mario Kart, which was like. <laughs> so impossible you get to the edge and it like pushes you off it was it was ridiculous but the fact that it said survivor underneath i was like i need to own this t-shirt and here we are have and you also, uh, oh, have you survived the rainbow thing. road before oh i always survive the rainbow road are you okay. kidding <laughs> of course are you, you kidding? do <laughs> i am a rainbow road survivor absolutely yes yes but like i was going to mention i have my australian survivor buffer on my neck this week you look so good Thanks. I do like to represent, you know. i got to remember where I came from. Nice, nice Aussie <laughs> no, roots, yeah. You need to remember where you came from with my buff, the Augo buff. Like, that's, that's where you true. came from, Dion. <laughs> okay, that's where, that's where all of this started, absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, so here we are. Epi- what episode is this? Is this episode 9 or 10? This is 10, because last week was 8 and 9. Ah. I just we're called it the digits. Epi- I know. Look at that. We've done 10 episodes so far and you know what thinking about the last two episodes I mean the eight and nine two hour episode mm-hmm. I did not go back and rewatch it I just like didn't want to watch it again um yeah I like I, I feel like it would be probably a good thing to kind of remember what happened but I mm-hmm. I usually watch an episode twice but that was one I didn't want to watch twice I did go back and watch the first episode again because I think mm-hmm. after the, the fallout of the second episode, I mean, it was, it was present in the first episode, but there was a mm-hmm. fallout in the second episode, so I kind of needed to remind myself what happened in that first episode to come in and record that. But obviously, the internet has been uh, definitely Ooh. active when it came to yeah. last week's episode. Um, a lot of people claiming that they weren't going to continue watching the show, and I am glad that I stuck with 
the show. I'm not going to say how I feel about the circumstances outside of that. I love Survivor. I want to continue watching Survivor. And we get an episode of Survivor. Yeah, I'll just share real quick what I'm thinking, um, like, about the whole thing you're just saying. Some people, you know, are pissed at Survivor. They're saying it's canceled, you know. It's canceled. Um, I think it's important to talk about what happened. It's not over what happened. But we are moving on. And all that happened last week did its purpose of teaching. And Mm -hmm. hopefully people grow from it, including the contestants, the viewers, and Survivor Production. We can all grow from this. Mm -hmm. But we don't need to just, I don't know. I, this might be like a hot take, but we don't need to keep harping on about it. Like, let's move on. There's a lot mm-hmm. happening that we don't know. And mm-hmm. let's, I was just really glad to get into a new Survivor episode. I was really hesitant and scared that we'd get more icky stuff we'd have to watch that we don't want to watch. Um, yeah. And I'm well, on the other happy hand to of have that, a good Survivor episode. I'm all for icky. I'm going to put it out ah! there. You give me icky, I'm going to watch yeah. it because it's real. And that's Yeah, you're thing. right. You're uh, right. But for me, it's like when we say move on, we don't want to reject or forget what has taken place. Yeah. We just kind of want to, um, we want to remember it and continue. Yes. Let's. So that's let's my do take. That. Let's remember. Mm-hmm. Let's continue. Love it, Dion. You had so many good so, nuggets last week. You're just, you're just like my Jamal of the podcast. You know what? Jamal do I get to I- <laughs> whisper sweet nothings to you now? Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of like my new Jamal, um, I wonder if like Karishma is my new Jamal. That's my like big struggle right Whoa. now. Uh, because Whoa. because Whoa. it's like, do we hate her or do we love her? Because I have had so many moments where I love her and so mm-hmm. many moments where I do not love her. And this uh-huh. episode, like we kind of start out at some point in the beginning. I don't know if I'm jumping right into it. Yeah. We, we start off with a moment where Karishma is super annoying straight to a moment where it's like, yeah, Karishma. So I just don't know like what to feel. She's my new Jamal. Do I love her? Do I hate her? Well, Jamal, I just loved. <laughs> of course. And I just, I just to give the, uh, what takes place before this footage, we, for the first time, do not get a fever dream. I know. And you know, and- so for me, it was like, has has production cottoned on to the idea that people aren't getting what they wanted out of the fever dreams like they did in the first couple of episodes? Huh. But we, we don't even get a recap of the last episode. Oh, they it definitely showed, didn't want to do a recap. Nope. It was <laughs> it was straight into Janet talking about the fallout of yeah. Double Council, which goes into the night, which is when we get some of Karishma's annoying moments. <laughs> you well, feel for the girl. Yeah, that part wasn't the annoying part about the rat jumps in her face and gets in her mouth. Oh. Like that is disgusting. I actually like have a fear of mice that I didn't realize till mm-hmm. I had a mouse in my house once. And I was like terrified of mice and I did not right. realize it. I cannot imagine one touching my mouth. Like nope. I would have cried too. Like that is disgusting. But, like, did you also, like, get the vibe from the rest of the people in the shelter with her that they were, like, forget (laughs) about it, go to sleep? Like, nobody really cared. Like, Uh, no one was, Nobody empathized with her. They're like, it's okay, Karishma. It's okay. And she's sitting here crying into a bath. And I'm like, I get it. (laughs) I get it. You signed Uh, up for Survivor, but you didn't necessarily sign up for a random rat in your mouth. You poor, poor lady. That's the, see, that's the thing with Karishma. 
she is self-aware. We get a confessional from her that she was like, I signed up for a survivor. No, Elizabeth also says it too. Like, I signed up for a survivor. You know, like, mm -hmm. this is what we get. And you and I, I'm sure, we're having flashbacks to when we, as we keep on saying every time it rains <laughs> on Survivor that we're watching, Dion and I survived also a horrible, awful, yep. no good, cold, raining all Red. night night. Ugh. We yep. have been there. It, I will say that that was the worst night of my life. I understand. Yeah. Now, I, it wasn't I in really, the middle. Yeah. I really understood when they were like, can we have the blanket? Like, that's big. That's <laughs> like, a big deal. It's a big deal. The fact that they only had one blanket, I like, that was the moment watching the episode that I was like, wait, they don't have blankets. Like, we didn't necessarily have good blankets. We didn't necessarily have the dry luxury. blankets. We did not have dry no, ones. No, not at all. But there's something about separating you from what's happening around you that is so um, so comforting in that moment. Like, you, it's just that little bit of resistance from the weather, all that like, kind of that stuff. A little bit of comfort, just that little yeah. bit. So to yeah. have her kind of get angry about giving the blanket away, yeah, I'd be angry too because <laughs> it sucks out there. But it was like, so we had that. We had the moment where Elizabeth's at rock bottom. She's mm -hmm. freezing. Mm -hmm. We've been there. Because the thing is, like, you don't even know that the sun's out to, like, go out and, you know, get heat or dry off. All these people are trying to keep you warm. Karishma's had a terrible night. They're all talking about how terrible she was during the night. But Karishma's yeah. just vocal. She's a very vocal person. She mentions how uncomfortable she is. A lot of the other people just kind of like bite their lip and suck it up. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that either way is correct. You know, there are different ways of existing. Some people are going to talk about how uncomfortable they are because it, it makes them feel better that they're not dealing with it alone. But and, it's the social game. It's like... Yeah. I think you have to be aware of how you come across to people. And yeah. um, like, here's my thing about Karishma. Okay. Like spoiler alert, she finds an idol, right? So yeah. Karishma has been not playing the game well for no. a long time. She's yeah, been failing for days. It's about mm -hmm. your social abilities. And we've seen her time and time again, not make social connections. And you know what? She's aware of it. She thought mm -hmm. that she was going to come make friends easily. She thought she was going to be what? Did she say like jungle queen? Jungle woman, or so, yeah. Jungle woman. Something like that, yeah. Now she finds an idol and we can kind of talk about that more. But the thing is like, she thinks that this is going to change her game. But it's like, mm -hmm. what is she going to do with this idol that will somehow make her a power player or a winner threat? Like this comes back to my theory that like, what you do in the first week or two weeks of Survivor sets you up for the game. Like mm -hmm. Karishma doesn't, like, how is she going to make anything happen when she doesn't have any social connections that we have seen? I think people have made social connections with her, but what has mm -hmm. she been doing to do the work to set herself up to be a player? Well, I, I actually <laughs> was thinking, yeah, I, I completely agree. I was thinking about this this week, and I was thinking about contestants that I've seen come from a really bad spot and get to a really good spot. And the first person that actually stood out in my mind was the um, the most recent, uh, uh, not the most recent, the third series of Australian Survivor that okay. has, has taken place. Um, you know, they have 24 contestants. Um, so this was the first Champions versus Contenders. Okay, so this was 2018. Yeah. Correct. Because there's so, been two Champions versus Contenders. Yes, seasons three okay. and seasons four. 
So in season three, there was a, a guy named Brian in the very early game. He was just completely dismissed, ridden mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Everybody just was kind of like, he's there. Was he Don't the, worry about him. Was he the footy player? Yeah. Yes. So he was the one that just kind of was like, not super fit. He kind of finished his career on whatever note. Um, but then he kind of got to a point where he was fed up with not being in control or not mm-hmm. being seen as an active player. And he pretty much flipped the switch and ended up going to the end of the game and being seen as a villain and being ruthless. But mm-hmm. it wasn't until the merge, it wasn't until they kind of got past the early stage of the game and he was like, all right, I'm bored. I'm going to do something now. <laughs> so, like, I've definitely seen it happen before. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily received um, as a positive thing. A lot of people yeah. don't like when people start to play the game later on. We see the same thing in Big Brother every season. Yes, we do. Time and time again, you hear that the first month of the game, it, the game's not right in the first month. The first month is when you establish your connections and then the game starts. You know, that's when you really put it to the test. So I wonder if something like this, you know, we see people like Michelle, you know, in, um, what was Co-Rong. that, Co-Rong? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she... They're just asleep people, forever. Not asleep, right. asleep, but you know what I mean? They're just, they're yeah. lying dormant and then they're able to do big things. Not, you don't want to call it big, but they're able to do... I, I mean, for me, she was my, I wanted her to win. A lot of people Mm -hmm. think that she's a poor winner, but I look at the game of Survivor as that social strategic kind of thing. But strategy doesn't have to be based purely on moves. Strategy can also be based on the moves that you don't make. Right. We've seen Karishma in the swing vote several times now. Yeah. Right? More than once we've seen her. So. Oh my gosh, are you saying that she has an argument in the end if she makes it to the end? I mean, hopefully she's good with her words because I think that's what it takes. Guys, I did so good. You should <laughs> vote for me. Maybe not with that tone. But, <laughs> but I do think that people like, let's think about it as well. Karishma and Dean were the two Lyra people on that tribe with a majority of original Vokai members. They're still in this game. Yeah. Only with two more Lyra people. So there's only four Lyra left in the game. Because we have Elaine oh, and Elizabeth. After this. Left. Okay. Yeah. After the after this. They went from six down to four very quickly. In the last two weeks of Survivor, we've lost four contestants. So wow. they're really powering through You're, this. They're doing it. Yeah. They are. And- um, I wanted to say, like, so, you know, I just, I'm obviously making fun of Karishma and her abilities, <laughs> but, like, on the same hand, I will say that her finding the idol, her confessionals crying about, like, how she's seeing her marriage in a new light, how she has, she she knows she's seen as a, seen as a goat, and mm-hmm. how a goat is supposed to be predictable, but she's not going to be predictable, boom, she finds an idol, and I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. And she says, this gives me a chance to make a name for myself in the game. And I loved it. I was like, I want this to happen. I want her yep. to make a name for herself. But then, I, you know, I start thinking, like, how will she do it? But, you know. And then we see her walk back. Oh, my to, gosh. <laughs> to Tommy and Nora and Lauren. Lauren. And they're just <laughs> giving her the think? hardest time. What oh. do you think about this lie? How she played it off it seems like she did such a good job that they wanted to call um medical I think, 
Look, I think it's better than some of the cover-ups we've seen this season. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've seen so many bad ones. Um, (laughs) And then I just feel like this is another example of how we see her bad social abilities. That interaction we saw with her, like, saying, like, this is my body. You don't need to call medical. Like, okay, Karishma, you don't need to say it like that, though. Like, the way you're coming across is just... It's very, it feels very victim. It feels very like everybody's coming at me all the time. So anyways. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And I think that's exactly how she feels. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to pretend um, when you, it, it seems like she, she found herself in a position, like we're all very much aware that Karishma is a very polarizing personality type. Mm-hmm. Missy wants to use her for her own benefit and Karishma's not stupid. Right. That's the thing. Karishma is not stupid. No. Karishma just doesn't necessarily have patience. You know, she doesn't necessarily have the care factor to pretend to be friends with these people. She is, it's funny because I want to say that she's an authentic person in being a person. But then when you see her talk to the cameras, when you see her talk to people, there is a sense of it being conducted for the purpose of being entertaining. Really? uh, Well, I think like, you know, you see her talking to Missy and just kind of standing there and being very aggravated in the moment. And Mm -hmm. then you see it go back to the cameras and she's like, no little girl, I'm not going to do all of this. And I'm like, oh yeah. That's very fascinating to me. Because you have this, um, you have this courage in front of the cameras because you know they're gonna they're gonna eat it up. And absolutely, I, I, and the, the funny thing is, I come across these people in my everyday life as well, so I'm very familiar with that. And mm-hmm. I just kind Your of LA wonder. Life. <laughs> well, LA life, Australia, a music theater life. You know, you come across <laughs> people who are going to give you one thing to your face and say another thing to the audience that wants to hear the juicy story. Uh-huh. But for me, it's like, I feel like someone like Sandra, she gives the cameras what they want, but she mm-hmm. also does it in person. Like there's mm-hmm. no question, oh, there's no, no question yeah. about her character. And I, I think we're seeing Karishma growing into this character that's going to be like, remember Karishma. You know, and I don't want her to be one of those like, oh, the only person that comes to mind is, do you remember uh, Survivor Samoa, Shambo? You know, I have not gone back to watch those seasons because Russell Hans is not my favorite. So I have not gone back to watch those seasons. Well, it's hard to watch them again. Yeah. But the thing is, like, they try to build up these characters as, like, Shambo. She's the woman with the mullet. You know, she's out (laughs) the singing eye of the tiger. She's so fun. And then you just forget about her. (laughs) Like, there are memorable people, and then there are people that they build up to be memorable. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that Karishma will actually be memorable and not be one of those people that was built up to be memorable. You know, I feel like Nora is one of those people that they've been telling us from episode one, like, you're going to remember Nora. Like, she's been that person. Yeah. Which is actually, we've never actually taken a stance on these people in this game. Let's take a moment. Um, we often see the videos of going into the season of the people. And I don't mm. know if you feel the same way as I do, but I often watch these videos going, I don't know how these guys are going to go. I don't see right. them on the island. I don't see them coexisting. I don't know who's going to be the stronger players, who's going to be the polarizing. And then by the end of the seasons, you have a completely different take on these people. Exactly. Um, like, so for me, Lauren, 
was that person. So like when I saw Lauren's, you know me, I love Lauren. Okay. So <laughs> when I saw like Lauren's picture or her little intro video, I was like, okay, what is this girl about? She's, I, you know, I, I really didn't, didn't think much of her. I mm-hmm. listened to an interview she had with um, Josh Wiggler on mm-hmm. uh, Rob has a podcast. When I listened to her interview, she was like one of the very last interviews I listened to her pregame interview. And I became obsessed with her. I just, I, she just felt like someone who I thought could do really well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that it's paid off. I think she is doing really well. Um, right. Someone who I thought, Oh, there was someone I thought was going to do so bad. Oh, I thought Janet was like, I thought that she might be like, is the phrase dead in the water? Like I thought she did not, <laughs> is that a phrase? Ugh. I was like, if that's really like, like a I, smooth I, kind of phrase to say. I just yeah. thought she was going to be like dead in the water. Dead in the water. Yeah, I didn't think she would survive the first, first couple votes. Um, and oh, I thought Nora would not be here till to this day. And, so and here she funny. is. What about you? Well, we, we definitely have like a motley crew at the end. And I'll admit, I didn't watch any of the initial interviews because mm-hmm. I found in the past that like, I watched them, but I don't know how much I carry away with that. You know, mm-hmm. I've made pre-game decisions off of the interviews and usually it's watching them exist together that gives me the best impression. Oh yeah. After that first episode, you get a whole lot more info. <laughs> Well, there was, uh, there was um, Ghost Island. I remember my pregame uh, winner's pick was Bradley. And then I watched him existing <laughs> with people. And I was like, what have oh, you gosh. done, Dion? It was devastating. <laughs> it really it was. Really, so, it really was. So I've kind of like stopped myself from doing that. But like from seeing them on episode one, where we did get to see a lot of these people, you know, Karishma was the first person that was out there being like, this is how it's going. This is what's happening. We had all of these, all of these people this season were kind of like our narrators. They, they gave us the path of how this season was going to turn out. Did you say you know? nar- narrators? Narrator. Narrators. Like, <laughs> it took me a second as, to understand what you said. <laughs> like as a kid, I used to say narrator. So I used to add in a whole like extra chunk of the word. So uh, I was like, now it's like narrator, right? How do you say it? Narrator. But see, it sounds like there's an extra thing in there, which makes me think that that's why I thought it was narrator. Narrator. No, I mean, I think I are, just say it the Ohio way. Narrator. Narrate. Well, you are the um the what is it the the spelling reading teacher. I'm a reading so I probably, teacher. So. Yeah, I should probably listen to you. <laughs> Sometimes, Dion, when you say things or like a phrase or like a word you say, I like never know if it's like just you being Australian or just like <laughs> you being you. Like, uh, just for people uh, listening, last week Dion in Australia was at his uh his nephew's uh, birthday party. (laughs) Yes. My twin um, nephew's turned seven years old. And they were singing the happy birthday song. He put it on his Instagram. And at the very end of the happy birthday song, they go, hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. Well, there's kind of, there is a rhythm to it. So it's like, happy birthday to you. Hip, hip, hooray. Hooray. Hip, hip, (laughs) hooray. So the hip, hip is the lead up for everybody to say hooray. Usually there'll be one person that says hip, hip. 
Okay. But you brought this to my attention. Yeah. And I was like, is this an Australian thing or is this like a you thing? So I just love learning for, all the Australian things. Well, for me, I didn't know any different because that's, yeah. that's how we've done it since I was a kid. And, um, and but why, by I say that's how we've done it. Like, I believe that's very much an Australian <laughs> cultural thing. But you I didn't realize it was an Australian thing. The next time I'm at a birthday party and they sing happy birthday, like after the song's over, I'm just going to go hip hip. And wait for the hooray. Or just... Anyone does it. <laughs> and you'll be like, ha ha, Australian. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So back to Survivor. Um, so, Dion, do you want to give us a little description of our immunity challenge about what this Ooh. is and what happens? All right. So we have our contestants turn up to their immunity challenge very early in the episode. Not the mm -hmm. earliest that we've seen. We've seen some Survivor episodes pretty much start with the <laughs> end of Tribal Council and come Boom. to the beach for the mm -hmm. challenge. Mm -hmm. um, this time we do get a little bit of camp life because of charisma and all of that. But <laughs> we end up at our challenge very early on in the episode. Now, we know from seeing the next week on Survivor clip from last week that there's going to be two people going home. We don't know the circumstances yet. Mm -hmm. We're finding out at the same time the contestants are finding out we see the course, two colors, splitting up into two, uh, I guess, essentially two challenges running at the same time. Right. Two challenges being one challenge for peanut butter and jelly, and then two tribal cancels. Well, so, also, a note about the peanut butter and jelly reward saga. along with it. <laughs> saga. Well, the, the thing is um, that Jeff, probes didn't tell them there was peanut butter on the line until the challenge had started yep and i was like oh so they gave me a little more about what happens later but you know i was like oh he didn't tell them until they were rolling that thing um right so the two groups i wrote down who the two groups are if you want me to mm -hmm. say who those are um, Go for it. there's a group of five and there's a group of six the group of mm -hmm. six is dean janet nora lauren dan and aaron the mm -hmm. group of five is Karishma, Elaine, Elizabeth, Tommy, Missy. And I loved this shakeup because the last time I can, I remember this happening was Survivor Ghost Island when they did this with five with a group of ten split into groups of five. And when they did this, in my opinion, the groups that were split up were the five best players of Ghost Island and the five goats of Ghost Island. And I hated that the five best players were on the same tribe and that one of them was going home. I could still remember Dominic and Wendell were in that group. Kellen was in that group. I feel, oh, and it was, oh, and then it was Laurel and what's uh, Donovan, Donovan. I'm pretty Donovan. sure it was that, I think that was the group of five. No, 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 Michael was in there. Okay, anyways, I just remember being like, being like, oh, one of my favorites is about to go home. One of the big power players. But anyways, mm -hmm. but I like the shakeup this season because we got a, a cool view. And my first well, thought was, uh, my first thought when I saw this was like, Lauren is left without her like close people. Oh no, Lauren, stay safe, Lauren. That's so funny because I got like into it like afterwards when we got separated. I didn't even remember what side Lauren was on. Uh huh. It like for me, I just knew that Karishma was on one side and Janet was on the other side. Right. And now you remember Ghost Island for this. That doesn't even dawn on me. Like the uh -huh. recent seasons for me are very 
I watched them once. I didn't go yeah. back and watch them again. I was only half invested. I thought of Fiji. They did this in Fiji season okay. 14. They okay. split them up into two groups. And I remember because oh, Michelle went home and she was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was Earl's yep, right-hand yep. man. She was destined to get to the end with him because he still would have beat her. She was lovely. And they took her out because all of the mean kids were on the group with her and she didn't have her numbers. And I've, so I've seen it in the past in that capacity and I'm like, I don't like it when they do this because the I don't, e- I don't a like it. In the group. But I don't know that I disliked it this season, which is yeah. where I'm having a hard time with it. Because like, I like it for TV purposes. Like, it's entertaining. I enjoyed seeing the mix-up and the dynamics. But it just feels weird from a game perspective. You know, mm-hmm. like, you're setting up your group. and But I guess it's kind of like when, when a swap happens. You know, you just – it just happens randomly, and you, you play with what you with, with what you got. And we're – Yeah. I don't know. Now, this isn't the – uh, this is the other thing I was thinking. I'm like, as a player going out there, you have to prepare for these kinds of things. Um, we've seen it before. We'll see it again. And you can't just be like in this group of 13, I'm like in eight, you know? Well, then when it's split up and 13, 12, 11, 10, 9 are all on one side and yeah. you're eight on that side, like, Like you have to kind of like make sure that you're in a good enough position with every single person existing in this game that like, look, if our, if our game, for example, was, you know, merged earlier and they split it up in two, uh, it would have been an absolute, you know, shit show Mm -hmm. just because there was a core group of people that refused to vote against each other. Mm -hmm. And had they been split up, they would have definitely been in the bottom of the numbers because there were other people trying to, yeah, and that goes with my, like, my cornerstone of survivor strategy and Big Brother strategy and, like, any of these, like, social games <laughs> is you, I personally, and I feel like everybody should, you have to have a working relationship with as many people as you can. And I feel mm-hmm. like when you get voted out of Survivor or if you, or one of these games, you can look back and figure out which relationship you should have built in order to make sure you didn't go home. I think it all comes down to, yeah, like you said, you know, what you're having a a connection with everybody and a working relationship with as many people as you can slash everyone. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like some people have that strategy of as long as I'm not on the bottom. Yeah. You know, like I could be the next person up. But that's only going to save you for so many goes. And I think, like, someone like Nora, who keeps on coming after Karishma, I'm like, Nora, don't (laughs) cut yourself off at the knees because when she's gone, then all the attention's on you. But we're also (sighs) seeing this season that people are trying not to allow um, the, um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? The the emotional, personal feelings about people influence. Yeah, they are they're trying not to let down. them influence their vote. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I I am that person who believes that this exists in the game of Survivor. I'm not the chess player. I'm the person who's like, you know, you see people like throwing it back to Fiji again. Someone like Earl, <laughs> who had such a good relationship with everybody that by the time he got to the end, there was no question about it. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't question how he got there. You didn't question 
the game. You didn't question the emotional relationship. I don't know that we've had anybody get to the end being a nice person without their game speaking for itself. You know, even token teams, when everybody was like, how do I, like Brendan was like, how do I get JT to the end so I can vote for him to win? I just You're... really like this guy. You're making a point that has to do with something I was just talking the other day to my friend Caitlin about, about Survivor Heroes, Healers, Hustlers. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about, you know, the big debate over Ben versus Chrissy at the end, mm -hmm. where I, along with many people, are Christy. huge Chrissy fans. Chrissy, Chrissy. And we, like, and many people, like, think she should have won, right? Correct. But we, but... We hear at that final tribal, um, many people call out her for not having personal connections. And she, you know, tells also, them all these, yeah, go ahead. Can I also throw um, Carolyn into this mix? Oh yeah, with Mike Holloway in yeah. um, World Very Apart. similar circumstances. Very yeah. similar. Oh, and once again, I was a huge, huge Carolyn fan. I mean, we Correct. can thank her for like getting me back into Survivor. Okay, that yeah. being said, so, um, I got to meet Ben at Heart to Reality with you in Florida uh, last summer. Mm -hmm. um, and oh my gosh, when I met Ben, I was so surprised with how much I really enjoyed talking with him. Mm -hmm. And he was so friendly and I just felt, you know, you just felt so comfortable and you just like loved talking with him. And I was telling Caitlin, I was like, I totally understood why people loved him and wanted to vote for him to win. They just, you could tell that he has that connection with people Blah, blah, blah. So all that to say, <laughs> like you just said, you know, there is the the emotional, personal side of Survivor. You want mm -hmm. to, you know, kind of you want to play the game, the chess game. But when it comes to the vote at the end, it's who have you connected with and who do you want to give the money to? Who do you want yeah. to win? Mm -hmm. It's very hard for someone to vote for Russell Hans to win. When they've made, when he's made them feel awful and they hate him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pierre, and like, there we go. Going to earlier seasons again, I remember strongly disliking um, Tom Westman. In really? Survivor Palau. Because mm -hmm. I saw, like, as a younger kid, I just loved Ian. Yeah, he was that skinny oh, guy. Oh, I know. Out there, yeah, Ian was. And he was so <laughs> lovable and all that kind of stuff. And then watching him give up his place so that Katie could get to the end when we had just got a horrible edit from her, have met her since, know that she's a lovely person. I do understand that editing influences a lot of how the audience perceives people. Mm -hmm. um, but when I met Tom in person when I was 20 years old, it was my first time meeting any of the contestants, I just remember looking at him and he was just so, I just kind of went into this like, I just want you to hug me place. Like it just, <laughs> it was just like, he had this smile on his face. He was so handsome. So it just drew you in. And I think there's something about like, you know, his, his life outside of the game. Like he is a fireman. It is mm -hmm. his job to rescue people, be humble about it. It's just his job, you know? And then I feel like Karishma is kind of one of those people who expects the credit. You know, and it's just like, because she's a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I need to get the win. Mm -hmm. I need to have the credit that the work that I've done is paying off. Yeah. So, you know, it just like even people's like real life and um, can really influence how they uh, take 
what they take away from the game. You know, Karishma is not getting a pat on the back and the reassurance every time. And like, she's probably having people come to her for her expertise going, can I trust you? I'm mm-hmm. putting my faith in you. Can you help me? And for nobody to go to her for that in this game, it's kind of like, well, who am I? You know, the girl. Because she's a, a lawyer. Yeah, because she's a lawyer. So she's like not used to this. Sure, and I'm, I'm sure she's not, you know, she's not fighting the big cases or anything, but she's helping people with her intellect and her ability. And people don't seem to be grasping that in the game of Survivor. And that would be infuriating for me. It would be infuriating for me. I am somebody who I am very proud of what, of the skills that I have and my ability to, to do things differently to a lot of other people. So for people not to acknowledge your, what you consider to be your strengths and almost dismiss you as if mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like, you know, we'll use you as a number. Oh, nah, man. That would, that no. would infuriate. Yeah. She, she is trying to get out of the, the goat. You know, she's a, a wolf in goat's clothing. <laughs> is that what the, I remember? A, no, it's wolf, wolf in sheep's clothing. I love how like we're having this conversation just because we brought up the immunity challenge. <laughs> right. We haven't even like developed out of here. Mind you, Krishna is the first person to lose the challenge. I know. So it's I, I mean it's not helping her case, but I love anything. it because like didn't like Jeff say like some people this is very natural and for some people this is hard. Krishma cool. is out. <laughs> <laughs> um so, can I go to um Okay, Janet's little bounce when she was um, rolling oh, the ball was adorable. so cute. I love her. <laughs> and I, I just watched her the first time I saw her do it. I was like, you're making this so much harder for yourself, girl. Like, it's just like the person oh, in no. me knowing what that, like, that takes so much more out of your body. We saw Missy like, do it at the end of the challenge, too. Missy started bouncing, too, to try to get yeah. it. Well, maybe it was, mm-hmm. like when you're tired and you don't have it in your upper body, you just, you got to get your body. Oh, yeah. But she did it from the get go. We saw people like, I mean, Elaine was doing oh, very Oh, she little, was just chilling. I little. loved the clips of her just spinning it while she's just like looking around everybody. Just like, oh, just taking in the scene. It was so, Elaine was so good at it. You know, you could just tell that she just picked it up naturally. My drop your buff moment Please. Was, was when was when Nora wins her immunity oh. goes Woo! Everything. And everybody's so oh. pissed at her. So that was my drop your buff moment. Like, did she really just do that? But you know what, Dion? Was what? I really was I really surprised that she did that? Like Absolutely was I really not. surprised? No. It no was like, way. Yeah, not really surprised. I loved it, though. I loved it. But you know what my favorite part of that whole thing was? What? When everybody was like, no, no, no. And she's just, like, living it up. And then Dean comes <laughs> over and he's like, no, you could have won us peanut butter and jelly. And she's like, ah, want to split it, guys? Like, that was such a Nora moment. I like, loved it. I feel like she's a person who often finds herself in <laughs> not thinking before she speaks or not thinking before she does. And so she's just kind of got these, like, things in her back pocket and this was Uh something in her back pocket hey want to share it's just kind of like like, aha she was not gonna let her disappointing everybody like bring down her joy that she just won immunity she's like whatever want to split 
you know, she don't Yeah, care. exactly. She, and that's the thing. She's had practice with this. This isn't the first time that she screwed the pooch on this one. I love Absolutely it. not. So uh, Elaine wins. She is shocked. I, it feels like it took her a second to realize that she won. Uh, was she shocked or was she being humble? I love it. This, okay, I, wanna, I want to open up the discussion of Elaine. Okay, here we She's go. She's someone we spoke about very early on in the season. First episode, she was uh, considered to be the vote to yeah. vote out because it's too likable. Mm-hmm. Then we see her really pull back, really kind of try to lay low in terms of strategy. I mean, yeah. she's still very social, but she's mm-hmm. not getting in there with the strategic talk. Time and time again, we see her being asked at Tribal Council, what's your take on this? And her go-to is, I don't know, I'm so confused. Yeah. At the start. You or know, she says, that's of- all I know. That's, that's what I've got for you. You know, she's right. kind of soft. Mm-hmm. And we've even seen Sandra say this one, she never knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I'm not convinced that she no. actually doesn't know what's going on. She has often been the swing vote. She has mm-hmm. often been the person to stop the vote from going in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. She's the one that said this episode to Karishma, I'm voting for Missy because I'm mm-hmm. on the bottom of a four alliance. She sees what's happening. She does. And we got a really good confessional from her today. In term, today, this episode, in terms of her being like, you know what, I am on the bottom of this and I do see what's going on. And you know yeah. what, having this around my neck does give me a little more reassurance that I can make this kind of move. You know, this wasn't Tommy's move. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about him being a good game player this whole time. Mm-hmm. This definitely was not Karishma's move because it was Karishma's emotions that got her to the point of speaking to Elaine. You know, yeah, some it wasn't people, a move at all. It was, yeah. No. Some people would have even seen that as a poor thing to do because she is working closely with the girls. But hey, it worked out for her this time. But that's because Elaine was willing to play the game. Is this the best move for Elaine? I'm not sure because it puts her in the bottom of the numbers. I have not thought about that yet. But while you were talking, I did think about, you know, like, so Elaine called this shot. She made this move. Mm -hmm. And... You know what? Something we don't see is how well she blindsided Missy and Elizabeth. How mm-hmm. she just makes you feel comfortable. She she mm-hmm. could play. She plays how she plays, and she's able to completely blindside them. So, anyways, but you just know, like, you know what else that she game did? going on too. What? Yeah, she also claimed it. She I stood it. up. I love she went it. over to Missy, and she's like, "I'm sorry." She's like, "It was you." I'm like, "Okay, Missy." There are five people here. I know. It wasn't you. <laughs> it wasn't Elizabeth. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Elizabeth. Who do you uh, think? <laughs> and then when she, t- when, see, this is the thing that I didn't, like, I got a lot of things that I don't like about Missy's gameplay from her at Tribal Council when she got voted out. Like, they yeah. all started coming out. She says, like, who did this? And Tommy's like, well, you're coming after me. I wasn't coming after you. Yes, you yeah, were. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yes, you were. You said his name. You wanted to break him up from Lauren. No, it wasn't like actively I don't like Tommy. And this right. comes back to what she said at Tribal Council, which is the whole bully thing, which is the whole other thing. I think she's really the person that comes after people because of their character traits, you know? Like, like yeah. She's kind of like the one that wasn't able to say Tommy's a really good player. It was more... I need to separate these two because I need her for me. Like it was a very kind of selfish way to kind of um, 
comprise it. I mean, both ways are definitely like realistic. Yes, she does need to get rid of him so she can bring Lauren in as well. But she can also acknowledge that he has the abilities. And look, editing is there as well. We don't know mm-hmm. how much of it is grasped in. But she didn't do enough to keep herself safe. You know, she talks about how she yeah. tried to keep Karishma happy. But then she goes to the confessional and says all of this other stuff. Maybe if you have some empathy, you will have more ability to keep people close and have them believing you because you do have that side. And I said this earlier on, I said, I don't think Missy is the person coming into the merge who's going to have the better relationships with people. I said, I think Elizabeth's got a good chance at doing it. I just, mm-hmm. I said, I don't believe that Missy's very warm. And she's no. not. No, she's not. So you were saying also, but you, uh, you brought up that like, was this a good move for Elaine since we're talking about Elaine and everything. Did you think this was a good move for Elaine? I, I don't, I don't know because here's the thing. Who is she working closely with outside of those four people? You know, her being one of the four, you know. I don't think that we've that Survivor has showed us who she's working with, but I think we're I think we're seeing snippets of who she is connecting with. I think we saw like Lauren hug her after immunity, like I'm so proud of you when right. Elaine got the immunity necklace. We saw the whole tribe just like smiling at her and so happy for her i think right. that she has like been really making bonds with people but like we're just survivors not telling us that and it's, um, it, it also seems she a little out of four. character she was a four but she remember when four. she she also was forced to work with these four because mm-hmm. they went to a tribe a four of four. Mm-hmm. four four split now, she also said, we have to keep loyal to our tribe. We can't go breaking up. It was Aaron that wanted to go breaking up. Yeah. He was the one that was willing to get rid of her. Uh, so, rid of her. honestly, it's not in her best interest to keep them around, but she was the one that was like, we have to keep loyal to our own. So whether it's now that they're in an individual game, she's completely gone, now it's a free-for-all, mm-hmm. which I think is what we're seeing. Yeah, it just seems out of character for her, but it also seems like she's working. She, she's taken a step back, evaluated yeah. the situation, and gone. This is what's going to be best for me moving forward. She's mm-hmm. made a good bond now with Tommy. Big Red, yeah, Big Red. She she loves her her redneck terms, and Big Red seems to be like right down her alley. Oh yeah, and you know this challenge was right down her alley. That whole mm-hmm. thing. But I'm I'm I went off of. Elaine after episode one, and I'm kind of coming back to Elaine. Yeah, I think I think we've just consistently seen some great stuff from her, and some of my favorite stuff from her is her tribal council performances. She, um, like, I even wrote down that one of the things she said during this um, episode's tribal is when at the end of her answer she said, "That's all I know." You know, she just kind of like constantly like makes you. Like, don't you don't think that she is a strategic threat or a yeah, you don't really a mental threat or whatever. Like, you just, you're like, oh, that's all she knows. And yeah. I just think she's constantly just keeping that target and that threat low off of her. So she's I, a I'm fascinating really a character. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm a big fan of? And I think my drop your buff moment for this episode because oh, no. oh, no. it made me very happy. So this is another Sandra drop your buff moment. Okay. I'll, and always. Well, I mean, to be fair, it is a Boston Rob drop your buff moment, but Sandra okay. was there. 
so I want to give her the credit. <laughs> when they pan into the second tribal council and uh-huh. Gene's sitting there rolling up his sleeves. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment so much. So what did, did Rob say? Like, look at Rob Dean says, showing <laughs> his muscles. <laughs> and they had some really cute moments, Sandra and Rob, where uh-huh. they just kind of like laughed at each other. And, you know, Rob said he thought Aaron was going home. Sandra said she thought Janet was going home. They're kind of like making little bets out there and things like I love that. It. <laughs> but I kind of want to put the attention on Dean a little bit because uh-huh. day one, nobody knows who Dean is after mm-hmm. episode one. Second mm-hmm. episode, still really no idea of who he is. I called it early. I said, he's going to be an Alec player. He's going to get to the merge. He's going to be seen as a physical threat. He says it himself this episode. He does. He if does. Aaron goes home. I'm going to see the next, be seen as the next biggest physical threat. I don't think he's wrong. He also doesn't have the relationships. So mm-hmm. I will hard. say another thing that I didn't notice him call out till I watched, I watched the first half again just mm-hmm. tonight. Um, yep. Dean calls out that there's going to be a goat alliance between Karishma, Lauren, like how dare he mm-hmm. call Lauren a goat, uh, Janet, yep. stop, don't even, and Nora, <laughs> and Nora, those four ladies, he said, he said those four are going to make a goat alliance. We see scenes from next week where he calls out the, he says, the goat alliance is forming, goat one, at your yeah. service or whatever. I, I am just ready for his, I think he's very keen on what's going on and also he might have some really funny moments next episode and i think he's on to something well here's my thing my question was is that him calling somebody else out for being a goat or somebody talking to him as if dean you're going to do this <laughs> and he's the goat <laughs> oh my on gosh, duty. i cannot wait uh, all i know is that one second was hysterical like it was hilarious I mean, we've seen him be a detective and now we're seeing him being like, what's that? Like a army, you know, just getting his like 10 hut on. Is that what they say? Yeah. Or is that football? No. Oh, American terms. <laughs> yeah, that's like whatever Australian people would say. Huh. Right. Absolutely. I don't know what they would even say. Um, but for me, it was like, I, I have a hard time hearing that comment from Dean because time and time again, we don't see him having any influence on the game. I know. Orlean challenges. But that doesn't, I don't want to disregard that as any reason for him not being deserving of being where he is. Because you have, yeah. to, be, uh, you have to have the ability to play well with your circumstances and with what you've got. And if you can get to the end, having been given very little information, but still making it to the end because you've conducted yourself in a certain way, like that's half of the game. Yeah. And that shouldn't be dismissed. So if he gets to the end and people are like, well, you weren't in control of that move. And you're like, yeah, but the move wasn't on me. And I didn't have to interfere with that and come off as a threat. Like, I just think that the further that we've gone down in survivor history of the game, we're getting into this place where people have to really earn their spot at the end and mm-hmm. people have dictated what it means to earn your spot at the end. Because sometimes it's enough, like I said earlier, to be a nice person mm-hmm. who people want to keep around. And as much as that sounds like such a like, ugh, what a boring way to win the game, it's not easy to be a nice person 
and avoid all days. the votes. Yeah, and not get and voted out. And avoid the drama and be, you know, and be able to keep your uh, maybe a moral compass, maybe just your temper, maybe just to keep that under wraps. Mm-hmm. But you're existing in a very uncomfortable situation with, to be absolutely fair, insane people. Like these are people that have. They're they're heightened in this environment. They're at their worst, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like some of these people are just ah, like. And you're sitting there calm, composed. We did get a, a cool, calm Karishma uh, reference <laughs> in there this episode. She's like, uh, "Who was that, Missy?" She's like, "You know, I'm I'm cool and calm." And then Karishma's <laughs> like, "Oh, maybe that's maybe that was my drop your buff moment when Karishma." She's like, "How long do you need?" And Karishma goes, "Well." I don't have a watch. And I was like, ah, yes, guys. <laughs> I totally missed that part. That's hysterical. What do you mean? Oh, because Missy says to Karishma. Missy wants to talk with her. Yeah. And she's like, can we talk? And she's like, the answer right now is no. And she's like, well, when do you think we can talk? And she turns around and she goes, well, I don't have a watch. And Elizabeth oh in the background gosh. just breaks into a smile. And like, oh. part of me, like, it kind of evoked this kind of like childhood trauma in me. I'm like, great. (laughs) I'm like, is Elizabeth laughing at the comment because it's a funny comment, or is she laughing because she thinks Karishma is being petty? And now I was the kid who was very sensitive to all of that, you know, very Uh sensitive to why are you laughing at me? You know, you're making fun of me. They're like, no, 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 or whatever. But I oh, you were that kid. Oh my gosh, I've had to explain to so many kids like. No, they're not laughing at you. They're laughing at something, something else. Because there's those kids that like are like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I I was a kid that would get embarrassed and burst into tears at a drop of a hat. The Aww. back of my neck would burn. I hated being embarrassed because I think it was a. Um, I felt like they thought I was stupid or dumb, like you know, yeah. unintelligent, yeah. you know. And I was like, I just wanted people to be my friends. And so when people <laughs> just like made fun of me and like. I look. I did have to build a thicker skin. I honestly yeah. think watching a game like Survivor really helped me realize that there are different types of people and you can co- can coexist and mm-hmm. you can um, build a rapport with people to teach you how. And then you game. can vote them out. Absolutely, and still have a smile <laughs> on your face, and we're all friends. <laughs> but like, I was super sensitive. I, in that moment, I saw myself get triggered, and I went, "You know what? Out there, it would be really damn hard. It would be so hard." to keep you cool amongst these people that can be terrible. It can make Mm -hmm. you be feeling your worst. And so I commend Karishma on being able to just kind of like exist there. Maybe not well, but she's existing. She's keeping it up. (laughs) And so Um, I don't know. So Okay, so we go into, um, so we have two tribal councils. We haven't spoken about Aaron at all. Okay, so here's what I wanted to bring up about like talking about the tribals. Um, They're split up. Um, I wanted to do my fresh from the group chat segment. Mm-hmm. Let's well, do it. There was several, I was a part of several group chats about this episode. So oh, okay. not just our group chat Dion, that we're Ooh, always in. Cheating on but, us. Right. <laughs> well, now that I have some new friends in uh, Dayton, Ohio, that I could talk to Yay, Survivor about. Woo. Um, okay. So my friend Jeremiah sent us a message and before they start strategizing, like just right when they get split up and they're going to their camps, Jeremiah says, if they are smart, 
they vote out Missy and Aaron. Both mm-hmm. are physical threats. Both are mm-hmm. schemers. Both mm-hmm. are always playing the game and willing to flip on a dime. And yes. he, he called it step one. And that made me think, okay, do you get rid of them? Or do you go for the goats? Do you vote out the people that are taking the spots, your spot at the end? Just get rid of those people so you get your spot at the end? Or do you go for Missy and Aaron? And so what are what is your thought, Dion? Do you think they were doing the right thing by going for Missy and Aaron? Was there someone else they should have been going for? I think it's interesting what you just said. Like, do you go for the goats who are going to take your spot at the end? Or are you going to leave in the stronger, more physical people who are going to take your spot at the end? Like, both of these people are taking That's your spot true. at the end. That's true. You know? we, heard, we heard Lauren say, she's like, I need to get Aaron out. I want to start winning challenges and he'll keep winning them. And mm-hmm. then we've seen that survivor season after survivor season. You get out the people who win the challenges because you want to win the challenges. Yeah. I also think there is um, something to say about how you eliminate people from the game, mm-hmm. how early they join the jury, um, if you save them till later. I, I mean, obviously, there's um, how it's going to make it easier for you down the line of the game. Some people mm-hmm. also think about jury management. Yeah. So if you have the ability to take out somebody with a blind side and a very smart move, you know, they're going to go out going, guys, that was really smart. And if I were in your shoes, I would have done the same thing. But if you leave someone to like the final four and you get rid of them when you promise them the world and they, you're possibly taking somebody to the end that's going to win more than this person's like, so it kind of leaves a bit of taste in your mouth. It's like, that was stupid. You're an idiot. Like, like that's the difference between two weeks, really. And I think it was better that they took out people like Aaron and Missy now because mm-hmm. it was a smart move. It keeps them kind of at bay. Um, they clearly were the physical threats. They clearly were trying to call the shots. But if you save those people to, like, final six, like, you know, Tommy had a thing with Aaron. If he breaks that promise at that time, it kind of is a little more, but we made a deal. You know, and I bet like the Lyro core alliance of Missy, Aaron, Elizabeth, it's probably pretty obvious. Oh, like, you know, I think, like, we can't let them stay. I honestly, a huge part of me can't wait to see the start of next episode where uh-huh. Elizabeth's like, oh my God, what do I do? You know, that's. She had I, the worst night of her life. She thought that the <laughs> night that it was raining was awful, but the double tribal, where she shows up at tribal and Aaron's voted out, and she's like, oh no. And then, oh my gosh, her eyes when Missy got voted out, yep. and how she like started like crying immediately or something. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth's reaction, like she's having the worst night ever, that's for sure. Which is very funny because even as Missy was leaving the game, she starts dictating how Elizabeth has to move forward. Ooh, what did you think? Out of this game. Kill her. And I was like, Missy. Go. I, I, I agree with Sandra. That's enough time. Go, Missy. Your time's over. Go oh, on. Oh, my gosh. She says, like, kill her method- slowly and methodically. Methodically. Holy crap. Well, you know why? Because Missy can't live without telling Elizabeth what to do. Correct. We just constantly see that they are ride or dies, which is awesome. Missy's always calling the shots, which is good for her because Elizabeth is a recruit and Elizabeth doesn't super know the game so like elizabeth is fine with missy calling the shots missy had a good thing going but it oh man you know this is here's, what, here's i have yeah go okay, for it go. <laughs> i was gonna say but my question is 
was Elizabeth just allowing Missy to believe that she was calling the shots? I hope because so. Because we saw them get very close in the first episode, but then we saw them kind of drift apart as Missy got closer to Aaron and Elizabeth and Elaine were actually doing a lot of the work together. Uh-huh. Because she would bring stuff to Elaine, Elizabeth would go back to Aaron, Elaine doesn't think this way, blah, blah, blah. So I do think that Elizabeth was kind of in the middle of both Missy and Elaine. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth really doesn't have many places to turn now because she, they were trying to split up Tommy from Lauren so that Lauren would come to them. But now it sounds like she's going to have to go to Lauren and Tommy <laughs> to try and get some <laughs> leverage. Mind oh, the you, tables have turned. Yes, Elaine turned on Elizabeth, but if Elizabeth doesn't have anybody else to work with, you kind of have to suck it up and go, but you didn't vote me out. Yeah. Thank you. And I think that I really, we've seen Elizabeth playing so well that I think we're going to see her play well this next vote. I don't think we're going to see her crawl into a ball and like whimper. I think she'll, I think she'll do well. She is also the strongest female like when it comes to her and Missy, because she came. Well, oh, for she, challenges, you mean? Yeah. She okay. didn't win the first challenge because Jamal and Aaron were at the final two, but she was the last female standing in the challenge. Then when it came to the one man and one woman, woman wins immunity, we had her. Um, she just lost to Missy. Missy just finished um, after her. And then, you know, this episode, she, I mean, she didn't go out first, but she was. Um, I, may, I don't know if there was any strategy in her falling out of the game early. I'm sure she would have wanted to win, but I do know that she is a physical threat, so I can't imagine that people are going to disregard that, especially when she has the ability to be social, to be a free agent, and have the ability to win challenges. I'm gonna I know. <laughs> Excuse Bless me. you. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were doing so good with not having to edit this podcast at all, I'm but now sorry. I have to edit out your sneeze. Unless I just leave it in there and then have I hope we didn't just like blow out someone's speakers in their car or something. Sorry. <sighs> okay. So I wanted to talk about um, Missy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And here is one of my favorite things of Survivor is watching someone super cocky get voted out. It is one of my greatest pleasures in life. And Missy has been definitely grinding on my gears for like, several episodes i don't know Mm -hmm. because like we started out loving her like it's just Mm -hmm. like oh yeah girl power loving her um but it all turned when she voted out chelsea i was like nope i'm done done with you so get rid of my girl yeah and it was a cocky move when she got rid of chelsea and Mm -hmm. i just think we've seen a lot of i feel like survivor could show anyone being cocky but we've seen missy be cocky not to just the camera but to other people we see Missy talking to people a lot. The, the whole thing with Karishma was just like, oh my gosh. And you know what? I wish we could have a scene of whatever fight that they are alluding to, that Karishma and Missy had a fight at camp. And they've alluded to it, but, but we never saw it. Like Karishma says that she was being yelled at by camp by Missy, but we only see it after when we see uh, Karishma not wanting to have a conversation with Missy. And mm-hmm. I just like want to know what happened. Um, I don't I, I didn't even pick up on that as being like a specific occasion. Oh, I feel okay. like it, 
a general was, sense of yeah that that was my take on it but i'm curious as to whether there was a blow up that we missed out on mm-hmm. like i, I just feel i just feel like, like if there was a blow up we would have seen it yeah um, i don't know yeah so like but I, to, to go on with what her, you were saying yeah yeah go ahead uh, she is that person to speak to people so much so that she kind of spoke at jeff at tribal and oh so yeah that's along with the point yeah so talk about that like i just did not like that how that came i i I don't like how it came off i i loved what it was about but when she just kind of came at him and said i love you which means i'm gonna say something bad right now the key word is but i love you but right and someone has but in a sentence it ain't gonna turn out good and I don't think anybody should be called out for not um, I, talking largely about somebody's achievements. Whether it comes down to it being uh, an achievement based on certain, certain circumstances. But I believe that we have the ability to kind of promote our own achievements. Right. And I don't like this idea of having to wait for somebody else to do that. Like, and that's kind of what Jeff said humble. to her, right? Right. I mean, I understand there's being humble, but there's also like being proud and having a sense of pride. Like some people say like, oh, this person always talks about their achievements. And so they should. They're proud Mm -hmm. of themselves. Like I Mm -hmm. I hate this culture where we have to wait for somebody else to talk about our achievements. And I think that's something that we witnessed from her in this episode where she kind of said, you didn't mention this last week, but he kind of gave her the floor. And, he said, and I totally agree with his point. I didn't think of his point, like, in the moment. I didn't think, like, of what he was saying on my own. But I was like, wow, that is so true. Like That's really interesting because, for me, it was like, I've thought about that so many times. Well, no, I mean. But then like, again, I am a diverse person. Like, if somebody no. said, you are so good at doing what you do, and you're skinny, and you're brown, and you're gay. Like, wow. Like, you can't say that. Like, yeah, like, he says he doesn't, he didn't want to be, like, wow, two African-American people have won. Like, yeah, because he, he doesn't want it to come off like that's like an amazing feat or something, like in a bad way. You know what I mean? And so that's I totally why I say that, that sense yeah, of to, pride yeah. is is where it's like you should be able to be proud of your own things. And it makes me wonder what other moments we've seen in our survivor history that we haven't acknowledged because that person hasn't, spoken up for themselves right and said it in the moment and i'm sure there's plenty of them but it's yeah i i I honestly feel like it is the responsibility of the individual who is acknowledging that in the moment to speak up for themselves in their sense of pride because if you wait for other people to do it for you it's Mm. not going to happen or it's going to be swept under the rug yeah and like how jeff said like he does. He didn't want to do it for in case it would come off in a way worse. Like it would come out way worse mm. than well. Well, he, he does. He he does start by saying it didn't even occur to him. Yeah. So this isn't this isn't a preconceived like I didn't want to say anything because I thought like maybe you'd be uncomfortable. Like, but yeah. he does acknowledge in that moment there were certain like, things that I don't know that I actually am allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. You know. As somebody who isn't um, a part of that community, who isn't, you know, relating on that. And so, like, I definitely, like, I think it was a very smooth um, 
conversation between the two of them. And I think that all the right points were brought up. And it's just like, for me, being a person who is often different in the environments that I'm in, Mm -hmm. I understand that sometimes you have to speak up for yourself because other people, not that they feel uncomfortable about it, like as if it's something that they shouldn't be bringing up, but it's, it's not their place. I know. So it's kind of like, I need to know that in myself, I'm not going to have, um, I mean, I've had people say things in the past that have really kind of hit a nerve with me. And I'm like, I understand that you're trying to be encouraging. For example, I, I used to live at McDonald's, I live at McDonald's. Wow. What? I did not live at McDonald's. What history? I used to work at McDonald's um, and I used to do the drive through And I remember taking somebody's order and having them pull up to the window and they looked at me and they went, wow, you have really good English. And I went, thanks. Uh, uh, and it was, it's like I knew that that person in that moment was trying to give me a compliment believing that I was not born in the country, that English wasn't my first language. Mm-hmm. But it's like, by doing that, you possibly do more harm. So I think someone like Jeff Probst in this scenario, he is more aware of the circumstances in the situation. So I, I kind of applaud his, his response because yeah. it is sensitive to everybody who's involved in the situation. And sometimes when um, someone like Missy wants to have that thing brought up, you know, I could also turn around and say to her, like, you're so fortunate for blah, 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 any circumstances because you're African-American. And that would be seen as extremely poor, mm-hmm. like, poor choice of words because mm-hmm. you're calling somebody out because of their differences. I don't, I don't believe in calling somebody out because of their differences. Yeah, so it like easily should have... their strengths. It easily could have, instead of being Missy saying, Jeff, I love you, but, you know, instead of her doing that, she she could have taken a moment of tribal and just be like, hey, there, I just really wanted to highlight what happened last week yeah. with two people. Like, she could have done it in such a not cocky way. She could have done it in a humble way. Yeah. And that's and calling that's out the other thing. show host. Yeah, exactly. Because it shouldn't be it shouldn't be at anybody's, like, expense. It shouldn't be a fault of anybody's in order to recognize this awesome achievement that both she and Aaron shared. So I just just think that it's, yeah. We thought we had avoided, you know, the controversy from last week, but, you know, here we are with our little bit of controversy. (laughs) Yay. Well, it's it's funny to me because, like, it was such a small moment in the episode, but, like, we also had a small moment in the episode between Jamal and Jack, you know, and that wasn't perceived as controversial, you know. So I guess I don't mean controversial. I just mean, like, uh, a little bit of, Real life. Real life. And that's all it is. It's just kind of like, I want people to kind of feel confident enough to stand, um, stand strong and proud. Like, it's not even like, I'm not even talking about standing up for yourself because nobody's belittling you in that moment. You Mm -hmm. just want to acknowledge your strengths. And I think everybody should acknowledge their strengths. I think that uh, we live in a society today where people are expected to be humble. And it's like, there is a level of being humble, but man, I I did really good just then, you know. <laughs> like, go you. Let's do that. Let's like let's make that a movement. So, yeah. is there like anything you want to say about like the first or second tribal? Like, I mean, I just think that like 
Aaron having to walk straight to jury was super awkward. I cannot imagine him going through that. He said during his final words, uh, I wrote down what he, like this one thing he said. He said, I did try to delay me getting voted out by winning immunity challenges. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, my man, dude, Aaron, this is not how Survivor works. You don't just win all the challenges. Like, gosh, you did not know it's what like- was going on. So are you trying to avoid being a good player by winning, <laughs> by winning. challenges? Yes, I hated that. Um, Interesting. Um, I did notice that, yes. Sir. Yeah, anything else? Like, I, I loved Tommy's vote during Second Tribal when he votes for, um, when he votes for Missy, he says, when you bring up my name, you pack your bags. And I just, like, loved it so much. And I feel like that's where you get cocky. You can get cocky in confessionals, understanding that that cocky confessional can blow up in your face if you can vote it out. But like, why not? Just go for it. Just don't do it in social settings. Right. But here's the thing. I hate that. Oh, I, <laughs> I hate a cocky Wait, vote. Did you, what do you think about Wendell's dro- um, his drop your, the Mike bro vote out of Chris Noble from Ghost Island? Wendell has an amazing vote out where he says, Chris, stop rapping, dude. Your rapping sucks. Put the pen down. Put the mic down. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I find that funnier because uh-huh. it's like, it's it's like a bit. It's got something to do with like, uh-huh. whatever. Like this wasn't like, this was like, you come after me and you get, you get the horns. Like it just seemed a little kind of like tacky. We've seen it time and time again. Like I loved it. And, and honestly... Tommy didn't call this vote. This wasn't Tommy's vote to take credit for. You know? <laughs> like, I so, like, it was his, yeah. And then again, like, we saw it a couple of weeks ago with Karishma voting for Dean. You know, she got really cocky. I she loved it. still in the game. I know, I know. Um, speaking of Karishma. Um, <laughs> again? I, yeah. I personally <laughs> think that if you know you're getting some votes at Tribal, you play your idol. So I was like, like, obviously she didn't have to, but I was disappointed she didn't because she knew her name was on the block, right? Or did she know? Nope, 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 because this is what we have to see from her. She is now aware of where the votes are falling. Yeah, so never mind. So I'm thinking of how at the beginning of the episode, she knew she was on the block. She, But by the end of the episode, she knew she wasn't. Okay, so I take it back. I take it back. She Well, no, because she, she, she said in a confessional that she was going to play her idol. She did, but uh, mm-hmm. but I do want to commend her on being in a place now where she was able to make a decision on, I have two people on this side saying they're voting one way. I have two people on this side saying they're voting one way. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing the four of them are actually telling me two stories to get me to vote one or the other way. Because the reality of the situation is, if you're in Christmas shoes and the vote's actually for you, the other four people, or say three people, are going to give you one story and then just say, well, when we talk to that person, just pretend like you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. She's getting a very different camp life thing, and I believe she's picking up on these things, which means... That both stories are legit. And Karishma's starting to play and... figure out the situation (laughs) and take on board what she's hearing. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. it's like, you know, you brought up very, like very early on in this uh, recording that is she going to be able to make the moves? Is she going to be able to do that stuff? 
I think she has the skill set to be able to bring this back around. There's still a lot of game left to play. And I don't think anybody on the jury right now, besides the two people that just joined the jury, I don't think the first three people have that poor of an opinion of her. You know, Missy and, and, and Aaron might because they started on the same tribe as her. But, I mean, Jack, he was, you know, did he, was he even on the tribe? I yes, he really was on tribe, don't remember. Uh, the second like, tribes? Yeah. It's hard. Anyway, I just wanted to kind of give her the credit of being able yeah. to make that kind Yeah, of you're right. Because I had thought, like, oh, my gosh, she should have played it because she knew she'd be getting some votes. But that's because I had I was still thinking of earlier in the episode when we see her, like, saying, like, I know I'm on the outs and I know. Anyways. Wow. So um, speaking, <laughs> so you brought up Jack, and that reminded me of when um, Janet survived the vote and her and Jack look at each other and smile because we know that they have a connection from – Jack's Ponderosa video, he that's on CBS All Access. He says that like Janet and him were really, really close. Like he was like a mom to him. And when her and him look at each other after the tribal and like smile at each other, it was so sweet. He was like, You're doing it, you survived. (laughs) I also like that the three of them were on the jury together. You can tell that they all really enjoy each other. Oh, Kelly, Jamal, Jan, um, Jack. Jack, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. They just kind of seemed like a really good audience to the tribal councils that took place. And then you chucked Aaron in with them, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and, then, and now Missy's going to be with them, and you're just like, oh, I wonder what she's going to say. Oh, gosh. But, you know what? Speaking of uh, Missy um, and, like, what she's going to say, can, um, I noticed something that she said in her um, final thoughts that I really liked. And, you know, I forget, you know, she probably said, like, you know, I loved Survivor, blah, blah, blah. You know, it sucks to be blindsided. And then she says, you know, but it wasn't a brain tumor, so I'm fine. And, you know, that's legit because she has yeah. had a brain tumor. And I think that is such great perspective. I forgot about that. That she can have, she can literally have that perspective for the rest of her life. She could say, yeah. well, at least it's not a brain tumor. And just go on yeah. with her life every every time. Legitimately. Like, that's a real thing. It is. It's like a lot of people kind of like burden themselves with like these things, but I just see them as like life lessons and just like uh-huh. experiences that kind of like build you for your next, your next adventure. Wow. You know? So uh, is there anything you want to say about anything from this episode before we talk about the next adventure of next episode? The next adventure of next episode. I do think that it's worth talking about where people stand now that we've got what nine people left in the game we're down to single digits i think we have we well okay nine so -hmm. we have um four original lyra we have five original vokai um it doesn't seem too separate at this stage it seems like there is a lot of room to kind of work mm -hmm. in between that we still have some of our, our original um standouts in the form yeah. of Tommy and Lauren still there. I don't I still don't know how I feel about them getting to the end just yet. I'm I still know. I'm still very much a fan of Janet's. Um I've always liked Karishma. Nora frustrates me because she seems to be so one-sided about things. It's like, come on, like I see that you're frustrated with Karishma, but 
you have to there's more there's more going on nora like you you need to protect yourself with these kinds of people you know Mm -hmm. if you want to get to the end sit next to her um stop trying to suggest her for the vote out i know that camp life is uncomfortable but you'll be so much more comfortable if you have a million dollars in your pocket (laughs) you know um i don't think we're gonna see dan get voted out anytime soon he seems to have a good bond with janet now Mm -hmm. um he's always kind of had a good thing going on with tommy and lauren and he has a new connection with elaine that we saw last week he him and elaine are connecting Mm mm-hmm so it's like he's kind of somewhere in there. Do I think he'll win? No. But do I think he'll be the next person voted out? No. Um, so it's kind of like, honestly, who are our next targets? Wow. I, they could easily go after Tommy. Could, could they, though? I don't think Janet would do it. I don't think Lauren would do it. I don't think Dan would do it. Well. Uh, I don't think Elaine would do it. When I played Survival Challenge... There was a guy that I was really uh, worked really close with who I feel like a Lauren Tommy thing. And the whole time I worked with this guy in survival challenge, we were with each other through all the tribe swaps. And I always, always, always planned on cutting him. But it's now the time. Right. So, so here's the thing. If, if the, if Lauren also has it in the back of her mind, or if Jana also has been already always planning on getting rid of Tommy, if, if a lot of people are saying like that they want to do it, they might just hop on and like let someone else really take the blood. Anyways, so um, that I'll just say like, I don't you think, think they, he could be the next target. I don't think I don't think that Janet or Lauren should or will want to go to the end with him. Right. I do think that Dean's in trouble. I know. Because he can come across as a physical threat mm-hmm. in the same form as, say, someone like Fabio, um, who, you know, at the end game really had no game, but mm-hmm. he was winning all of these challenges and then he got to the end and they were like, well, he burnt the least amount of people. Yeah. You know, he has the ability of being that person to have burnt the least amount of people mm-hmm. and just winning all of the individuals i don't know if he has the capability of winning all the individual immunity challenges because he isn't the strongest uh competitor when it comes to challenges but i do think that they're gonna say let's just get rid of that um option for other people that won't want to work with me Mm -hmm. so i I am just i'm gonna be spending this whole week just looking forward to whatever confessional it is where dean is doing the like goat alliance at your service. Like I love the de- detective Dean Kowalski confessionals we got. So I can't uh-huh. wait for the like detective Dean, like goat Alliance confessional. I, and like the chicken attacking Sandra, like what is happening? I cannot wait for this. Well, we had no Island of idols. That's worth noting. I know. No, yeah, Island of again, idols. I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed this time when I, re- when I, I mean, remembered it. I is love it only going to be happening every second episode now? Like, we didn't get it at the merge. We got it at the next episode. We didn't get it this episode. Are after, we get it after they screwed over Jamal, I, I'm i done. I love Jamal so much, and I just can't believe how awful that was. Oh, remember last episode? I was, like, so convinced that he had a choice whether to get on the boat or not. Right. That's I didn't think there was. There, It wasn't a choice. I, like, 
I like literally cannot believe it wasn't a choice that he literally just got in trouble for grabbing the note. Yeah, I just that's I why I was like, this seems ridiculous because everybody would have taken that note. Oh my gosh. Anyways, anyways, I just I like can't believe that it wasn't a choice. Ugh. All right. Um, All right. Anything else so, you want to say, real quick? I think that we're gonna have some interesting gameplay come around the red rest of the season. I say it every episode, but. We it's really seeming individual at this point because mm -hmm. we saw three original Vokai get voted out. We've seen two original Lyro get voted out. I'm interested to see how the two halves of the merge group coming back together are going to respond to one another. Yeah. Um, so that'll be my take. I think if Dean does have this whole GOAT Alliance thing in the back of his mind, I think he should appoint himself leader because, let's be honest... <laughs> He's not <laughs> the biggest player. And if you see four people getting together, get yourself in there and call the shots. That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Get rid of the rest of them and put yourself in the best position possible. Stop being a Nora and trying to get rid of the boring people and leaving yourself as the boring person. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. All right, Nora. All right, everybody. Remember to subscribe to our podcast. And give us ratings and whatever. Like, I don't super care about, like, who's no. all subscribed and ratings and reviews or whatever. But I know those are good things. Yeah. I just know that, like, we have another episode coming out. Like, just, like, get that alert. Why not? Yeah. We have been loving the feedback we've been getting from people. So if you've been listening, can you, like, shoot us a message? Shoot us, like, a follow on Twitter or something? Like, we just want to know you're there. Okay? Absolutely. Our Twitter is... Our Twitter is Drop Your Buff Pod. Our YouTube is Drop Your Buffs. Survivor chat with Dion and Hannah. Dion is Dion Alexander. I am Hannah Julia. Dion, I've got nothing for you. What? Every week. Every, Every week. week. No Always peanut a butter and jelly for you. Always a pleasure. Oh, good. I hate peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> what? You guys. I mean, I. I had my first. I just Vegemite. Give me Vegemite. <laughs> Every day, every time. But I had uh -huh. my first peanut butter and jelly sandwich at the Survival Challenge when I got voted out. They filmed uh -huh. it it's on the internet somewhere. It if is. you want to find that footage. Oh, my gosh. I'll put a link it. to it. Dion, can I put a li link to your exit interview? Uh, it was great. It goes for like 20 minutes. So It was like 20 up. minutes. Um, you probably <laughs> talk about me in it and maybe how you don't like, you. Don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. It was all are. very fresh. It was all, I voted him out. It's fine. We're better. Um, okay. Anyways, I'm going to okay. try to remember to put a link to that in our show notes. So go Woo. watch Dion's exit interview. Okay, everyone. That's it. Bye. Bye. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs.